Amen. Good morning, women of God. I'm so grateful to be back on this morning to bring forth the word of encouragement. I am Desiree, or Dantier. And, um, you know, I thank God for allowing me to be on this morning and, you know, you know, choosing me to, to bring forth this word. And, I, you know, I give honor to Apostle for also allowing me to come back on the platform and bring forth the word this morning. The Lord has um, really been dealing with me in, in this season. I, I can truly say that. For me, like I, I'm, I'm going through one of the, the greatest tests of my life, and God has just really been revealing Himself to me, and and just really bringing about correction and and really getting me in in alignment with what He's trying to do in me, and and where really where He where He's taking me. So, um, if I were to take a title. For my my message this morning, it is going to be, "Am I the wall blocking the door to my blessings?" Now say it again, "Am I the wall blocking the door to my blessings?" And my scripture reference for this morning will be Matthew chapter seven, verses one through eight. My focal scriptures are going to be four through eight, but I'm going to read from one through eight, and I will be reading that in the NLT and in the um, King James Version. Before I begin, I will say a prayer. Lord, this is your time, God, your moment, Lord, to have your way in me, Lord God, and, and through this line, Lord, I surrender my will to you, God, that you may have your way in me, Lord God, that you will fill me up, Lord, that, that I may overflow, Lord. Let your words be on my tongue, Lord, Lord God. Let your your heart flow through my lips, Lord God, for your people, Lord, what you desire for them, Lord God, but also what you desire for me to receive in this moment through the word as well, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for the prayer that has already come forth, Lord God, and the women of God who, who hosted, Lord, that those who have already came forth, Lord God, and poured themselves out before you, Lord. We thank you for every willing vessel, Lord, that has surrendered themselves to you this morning. So we just thank you, Lord God. And right now, Lord, I repent for every sin of omission and commission, Lord. Any way that I've trespassed or transgressed against you, Lord God, I ask that you forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for any unpure thoughts I have had or anything I may have said that was not pleasing to you, God. And even forgive me, Lord, for for not having the self-control to resist the temptations that may come at me at time, Lord God. But I thank you, Lord, that your heart is open to us, Lord God, that we can continue to come before you, Lord, in repentance, Lord God, but also with a heart of gratitude and thanks. We just thank you and bless your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, Once again, um, my title is, Am I the Wall Blocking the Door? To my blessings. And as I said, I'll be coming out of Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8, but the scriptures I'm going to mainly focus on are 4 through 8. So I'm going to read um, the NLT version first. And it says, 
Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Seven, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Now, what I realized when I was reading it on my phone that you know, when anything in red, it is Jesus that is saying it or, or giving the instructions. But when I was reading it in the Bible, it wasn't in red. It was just it was just in black. So, you know, I read it and I kind of bypassed it. But, you know, the Lord told me to go back to it. And I was reading and I was like, you know, I'm like, Lord, I don't, I don't think this really applies to me. But, he, you know, the Lord, he told me, you know, go read it in the, in the King James Version. So, all right, you know, I'm going to read it in the King James Version. Now, disclaimer, I do kind of stay away from the King James Version, not because I don't, I don't understand it, but I, I, I've, always, I've always said, you know, um, to me, the King James Versions are for, you know, those, those, those gang- gangsters and thugs in the spirit, the ones who, you know, they can they can take those sharp words because they, they've been in the Lord for a long time. And what I come to understand is that when I'm reading the NLT version, I'm, I'm reading it with my voice, you know, soft and meek. So whatever the word may need to resonate to me, it's not coming through in my voice. But when the Lord told me to read in the King, G- the King James Version, I definitely heard the Holy Spirit then the King James Version says, Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye met, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thy own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs. Neither cast ye pearls before swan, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again and rend you. As ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receive it. And he that seeketh, find it. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. May the Lord add a blessing to his red word. So as I was reading, I was like, you know, I was like, Dag, you know, I don't, I was like, Lord, you know, I, 
I don't I don't really know, you know, how you want this to, to resonate with with me. Because when I when I've heard these you know scriptures before, someone was speaking it. You know, I knew that it was a word of correction. I knew the person that I was talking to that was being told the scripture was more than likely being corrected. So when God came, kept bringing it back to me, I was like, well, Lord, what's my problem? Because any time I've heard someone, you know, bring forth the scripture or tell someone, oh, you don't be worried about the speck in somebody's eye or the moat in their eye, like pretty much like why are you talking about them? Why would you, why are you gossiping? Why are you worried about what's going on over there? Stay in your place. So I'm like, Lord, you know, I really don't talk nobody, you know. I don't think I'd be, you know, around here gossiping or, you know, spreading anything around. So, you know, I'm like, is that for me? You know, are you talking to me about that? And the Lord was like, the Lord was like, no, like, that's not what I want you, that's not what I want you to understand because in my mind, I'm already trying to figure it out because of prior knowledge of what I've heard other people say when it comes to the scripture, but not really like waiting on God to give me the revelation because the part that I was caught up on was the part where in, in, chapter, in verse 7 where it says, asking it shall be given you, seeking you shall find, knocking it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receive it, and he that seeketh find it, and to him that knocketh it shall be open. See, that's the scripture that I had those scriptures highlighted already in my Bible because I felt like, you know, that was something that stood out to me. It was something encouraging for me to know, like, you know, I have favor with God that if I ask him for something, he's going to do it. And I know that he will because I've seen him show up in my life so many times, but when the Lord told me to go back and read the whole thing down, I started to wonder and I started to question, like, Lord, you know, what it is, what is it that you want me to see? And like I said, you know, I feel like, well, I know that right now, like, I am in the greatest test of my life, but never, I was never expecting to be here. I was never expecting to be in this position. I was never expecting to really have to be, um, seeking God and depending on God the way that I have. But I've been watching all of these things go on around me, and I was questioning. I was I was questioning everything, things that have been going on in, in my family. Um, it's just, it just seems that as if all hell has been breaking loose. And the things that I have been seeing, you know, the, the turmoil, the trauma, the abuse, and, and I'm looking at it, and, and I'm looking at the women in my family, I'm looking at my mother, I'm looking at my sisters, I'm looking at my cousins, I'm looking at my grandmother, and I'm looking at the different situations going on around me, and I'm just like, Lord, like, if they going through so much hell and so much so much turmoil, why are they staying in it? Like, they don't have to be stuck. They don't have to be, you know, in the position that they are in. And I'm like, you know, Lord, you, you brought me out of this place. You know, you brought me into a new territory. You've been ministering to me, Lord. You know, you've been healing me. You've been breaking, you know, some things off of me. But, you know, the one thing I've come to realize that, you know, when you think that you have arrived and you think that you've gotten it together, God will surely show you that you have not. You don't got it together at all. Yes, you may be in a better position and God may be doing the work, but, that does not mean that you're so much better off than those who are connected to you or those that you may have 
left behind. Because one of the things that I, I had been saying, and I was telling my sister this, I was like, you know, being on this end, being in Georgia and not being, you know, in North Carolina where my family is, when I hear certain things or I'm told certain things, I'm just like, wow, like, look at all this dysfunction. Look at all, look at all this mess that we that we were in. Like, look at all this mess that I, I came out of. And it's like some certain things I can see, like, you know, I can see where God is healing me. I can see where God is changing my mind. I can see where God is changing my heart. But when I start asking those questions about being stuck and, you know, needing to be healed and why they stand in this place, God, he showed me, he's like, that's where you at. You may not be stuck where they are, but you're stuck in something. Yes, God may have brought me out of Egypt into the promised land, but I still brought a little bit of Egypt with me. There's still some things that are attached to me that was hidden. Me thinking, oh, I'm good, I'm in the clear, everything around me is, is looking like a fairy tale, like it's all working out. And all the while I'm sitting here and I'm looking at them and I'm saying, why, God, why, why they stuck, why this, why that, not even realizing that I still have positions and places in my life where I have still been stuck. And God reminded me um, a few years ago, this woman of God, she told me, she was like, you know, the Lord has called you to be the conduit for Holy Spirit for your family. I was like, what does that mean? Like, what, I, was like, I, don't, I don't understand that. And she, and she said, she said, that means that the Lord is going to use you to bring your family out. He's going to use you to, to break chains off of your bloodline. He's really going to use you to turn things around. Like, you're the one that's being chosen. You're the one that's being called. We have a tendency at times to say, you know, or call ourselves black sheep because we 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 set apart or we stand alone. And she told me, she was like, you're, you're not a black sheep. You're just chosen. You're chosen for a specific task, and you had to be set apart so that you would know how to stand alone because in some certain situations, I'm not going to have nobody with me. I'm not going to have nobody holding my hand through the process but the Lord. So when he was talking about, you know, judging and by the same measure that you judge someone else, you, you will be just like, yeah, God, God had to correct me. He had to show me like, no, they're still stuck because there's a place in you that you're still stuck. You're looking at their trauma. You're looking at their drama. You're looking at what they're going through, and you're asking why, why, why. But there are some areas in you where I've told you to move, and you have not moved yet. You're talking about, you know, looking at the speck in someone else's eye. And, and when he was speaking it to me, I was like, wow, I can't be so focused on somebody else getting saved or somebody else getting healed, or somebody else getting free, when God's still healing me, when God's still setting me free from things, and the very thing that I'm looking at in them is is really a mirror image of myself. The very thing that I'm judging them on, or I'm saying, Lord, why, Lord, why, I should be saying that very thing to myself. Why are you stuck? Why are you still going through what you're going through? Why are you blocked up? Why are you bound up? Because the Lord has already told me that there are blessings waiting on me and there are doors that have already been opened and there are things for me to receive, but I ain't received them yet. And there are doors that are open that I haven't walked through yet. Or there are blessings that are waiting on me that I haven't received yet. And all the while I'm saying, oh, well, Lord, you know, I'm just waiting on God. I'm just waiting on God. And then the woman of God told me, she was like, you ain't waiting on God. God waiting on you. And, yeah, I got I got a little upset because I'm like, Lord, I'm doing everything you asked me to do. 
everything you told me to do. I'm following every instruction. I'm moving every way that you've asked me to do it. I started to get frustrated because I'm like, Lord, what is it that I am not doing? And then I was told, you got to take your authority back. You got to start being more bold in the spirit. You got to start decreeing and declaring things in the atmosphere. And I'm like, Lord, I'm I'm speaking things. I'm saying things. I don't know why. I'm, I don't know why I'm blocked up. I don't know why these things are happening for me. So I started asking God, what are the blockages? What's blocking me? Am I the blockage? Am I what's keeping me from receiving what you have for me? Am I the reason why I haven't walked through that door yet? Am I the, am I the reason why I haven't found what I've been seeking, like, is it me? And I had to show me, like, yes, it has been me. Because while I'm wondering why everybody around me is not getting free, while I'm wondering why my family isn't free, it's because the very thing God is asking me to do, I don't want to do it because I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the outcome. I'm afraid of how it will look or how it's going to turn out. But I've already told God that I trusted him. So how am I really trusting God when I'm questioning all along the way, Lord, what's going to happen? What's going to take place? Should I do this? Should I do that? Knowing that I'm hearing God clearly telling me to move. And I know I'm supposed to move somehow or move in some direction, but I'm not hearing God clearly because I'm still focused on the wrong thing. I'm not understanding that that same speck in their eye, like I said, is in my eye. But I got to first get healed. I got to first allow God to break me, remend me, remold me, reshape me. I got to let God put me back on that potter's wheel. I got to let God break me on the threshing floor. Because whatever it is that he's trying to do in me, whatever he's calling me to do is what's going to set them free. So while I'm doing all this talking, while I'm doing all of this questioning, God is just telling me, do the work. Do do what I asked you to do. Surrender to me completely. Don't just keep saying it and not doing it. Really, truly do it. Really, truly do it. Because you may be surrendered in other areas in your life, but this area right here that I want to touch, you ain't letting me touch it because you're still trying to do the work. You're still trying to make things happen when I already showed you that nothing you can do with your hands is going to fix this. Nothing that you can do in your own strength and your own might is going to turn this situation around. It's not. That's why I told you to give it to me. But the one thing that I've come to understand is that for me, I can't speak for nobody else, but sometimes God will ask me to release something, and I say, okay, God, I release it, all the while still holding on to it. Move my hand for a little bit and allow God to put his hand on it. But then I'm coming right behind, putting my hand on top of God, trying to tell him where to go, trying to tell him what to do, trying to tell him what door to open or how to move in this area for me. In reality, he already got a plan. And what I got to say or what I got to think, it ain't resonating with God. What he's telling me needs to resonate in me so he can do the work. But it wasn't until I got it that I was like, okay, I get it now, God. I need to move out of the way. I truly got to let you have your way in this situation because, yes, I've done everything. I've tried to love the best way that I could love. I've tried to surrender in relationships and situations the best way that I can surrender in them. I've tried to give my all. But in reality, giving my all ain't doing nothing because in reality, they don't need me. They need the Father more than they need me. 
They need his they need his anointing. They need his spirit more than they need me. Yes, I may be the vessel. Yes, not yes, I may be the conduit, but I'm just supposed to release what it is that God has given me. Not try to go and do the work on his behalf. But in reality that's what I've been doing. Not not even for my family, for my own self. In areas where God has told me to let go. Release things from my heart. I'm saying, okay, God, okay, I'm releasing it from my heart. I'm surrendering my will to you, all the while still holding on to it, all the while still trying to figure out how I'm going to fix it, how I'm going to make it work, how I'm going to make the finances work, how I'm going to make the marriage work, how I'm going to get my children together, how I'm going to get my family together. When God done already told me to put his, my focus on him, put him first, and he will take care of everything else. But somewhere along the way, I got distracted. And I began to waver in between putting God first and putting my focus on the things that was tearing down around me. But God had already said he got it. But I let what I saw, I let what was being told to me deter what God had already said to cause me to waver, to cause me to think, mm, maybe maybe me spending time in prayer ain't, ain't, ain't all that it takes. Maybe me fasting and reading my word ain't all that it takes. Maybe I need to go do a little bit of this, sprinkle a little bit of this over there. Maybe I need to go talk to this person or get connected with that person. When all of while, God had already told me he got it. But I'm still trying to do things. I'm still trying to figure it out. But when God brought me to this in the word, because I, I didn't know where to go, I always asked the Lord what it is that he wants me to read. And when he took me to Matthew, I'm like, well, what do you, you want me to read about in Matthew? What what could I what could I possibly what is it that you could possibly want me to see in there? When he finally brought it to me, I was like, Wow, like, you know, yeah. You right on the money. You talking to me right where I'm at. Because this is this is very well much where I am. I am being a hypocrite. Because I already know that it's me. I already know that I done been where they at and God trying to bring them out of that place. But while I'm sitting over here judging like I wasn't in that same place, God, like, let me humble you a little bit. Let me show you that you ain't all the way free. Let me show you that you still bound up in some areas. So before you talking about their bondage, let's look at yours. Let's look at them places in you that I still need to heal. Because what I'm trying to do for you right now is what's going to break the chains off of them. But if I'm so caught up in them, I can't do the work that God is calling me to do so that they can get where I am, so that they can rise up, so that they can rise to the occasion. Because I have to go first. I got to get healed first. I got to get set free first. Because I'm the one that God has chosen to do the bloodline work to break off the ancestral chains that have been placed on us, things that I don't even know about, never even encountered, but it's in me. It's on me. It's been chasing me my whole life. The enemy has been trying to kill me from the moment I took my first breath. And it's because of what God has placed in me to do, the assignment that he has placed on my life, and I know that the enemy has trying to be, trying to, been trying to take me out. I know that he has wanted me dead. I should not even be here right now speaking on this line. I should be dead and gone, not even at, the, not even at my own hands, but at the hands of other people. I should not be here because they wanted to take me out. 
But I understand that I didn't go through those things because God wanted to break me. I went through those things so that on this on this side I can stand, so I can look back and I can see where God has brought me from, where he has pulled me up, where he has saved me, where he has healed me, where he has rebuilt me and remended me, mended my heart, mended my mind, where I should have been lost, where I should have been gone, where I should have lost my mind. He kept my mind intact. Where I could have turned to the world, he kept my posture straight so that I could stay in him. So now on this, on this, and I got to stand on my own two feet. I got to look at me first and see what God want to do in me first. Accept the challenge and go where he is telling me to go. Yes, it may be scary. I don't know what's on the other side of that door. But the woman of God declared when the new year came in for Rosh Hashanah that this was an open door season, but it was confirmed in the word when I heard a man of God say, he said, yes, it is an open door season, but there's going to be adversity at the entrance of the door, and there's going to be adversity on the other side of the door. So that should just let you know, yes, that door is open for you, but you're going to go through some stuff to get in the door, and best believe there's adversity waiting on you once you walk through the door to try to keep you from going any further. But I can't allow that to block me. I can't allow that to stop me. I can't look at that adversity and say, oh, that's too big, that's too big. What I'm going to do, what I'm going to do when I serve a God that I know that there's nothing too big for him. I know that there's nothing that he cannot conquer. And if that same God abides in me, if that same Holy Spirit abides in me, then I can conquer anything. I can overcome anything. That there should be no fear in me because he's already called me victorious. That I can already walk around in gratitude and thankfulness because he's already doing the work. But once I begin to take back my authority, once I begin to decree and declare and sever those things off of my bloodline, I begin to see the wall come down. I begin to see the door, the open door. And I began to realize that it was me all along. I couldn't say it was the devil. But I could say it was the enemy, the inner me, myself, me blocking myself, the enemy of my own self, to focus on the wrong thing. That I'm missing out on what on the very thing that God is trying to do. Yes, it's a new thing. Yes, it's it's, it's a new season. It's, it may be something I've never experienced before, but I got to trust God in it that if he's telling me to do it, that he's going to keep me. He's already prepared the way. He's already preparing me. He's already giving me the tools to be able to make it over. I just got to trust him. But the moment that I truly gave in to God is when the wall started to come down, when I truly began to see that open door and things begin to move and to shift for me. Even now, that's how I know that I'm right where God asked me to be that I've taken the correct posture, that I've gotten in position, because I wasn't in position before. I wavered. I got I got off the path a little bit. I became too focused. Too, my mind became too too set on the things that were not of God. But he's, he's correcting me. He's bringing about correction and allowing me to know this is where you need to stay. You need to keep decreeing and declaring. You need to keep praying. You need to keep taking back your authority. You need to start. You need to keep calling out those out those things out of your bloodline that you know are not supposed to be there, because it's not just for me. 
And it's not just for my mom. It's not just for my sister. It's not for my. It's for my children. Because I've already done what the Lord said and been fruitful and multiplied. So what is what is in me is in them. But if God is telling me, no, it ends with you. Do the work. I gotta remember that this work ain't just for me. That what it, what I'm doing right now, what is God is calling me to do right now, it ain't just for me. And so that other people can see the God in me and see that God is still works, that he is still moving, that he is still saving souls, that he is still healing his people, that he is still setting the captives free. But sometimes people need to see someone else go first. People need to see somebody else get free. People need to see someone else get unstuck to be pulled out of that miry, miry clay and be walking forward. People need to see that. People need to see that they can get free too because you got free. Because sometimes we don't we don't share everything. We don't tell everything. Everybody doesn't always know what's going on in our lives, but nothing stays hidden. Nothing stays a secret forever. And when God begins to expose it, I mean, it's time to to fix your focus and see what God is showing you. What is he telling me in this season? What does he want me to catch? Remove the veil off of my eyes, Lord, so I can see clearly. Give me the discernment that I need so that I can hear you. I don't want to be stuck. I want to do exactly what it is that you ask me to do. And if I'm the blockage, Lord, break me so that I will no longer hinder myself. And that's truly what the Lord had to do for me. Because yes, that scripture hit hard. It really did. It really, it really did strike me because I was just like, Dad, like, you know, I thought I was good. Thought I was getting it together. Thought I was in a really good place. And the Lord said, uh-uh, you ain't arrived yet. You ain't got it all together yet. I still got to do some breaking in you. I still got to do some work in you because they ain't going to get free until you get free. What you looking at right now is still in you. Let me do the work in you. Let me get that speck out of your eye. And then the speck will come out of theirs. Let me get that weight off of your shoulders and that weight will come off of them. Let me break them chains off of your hands and off your feet so them chains can come off of their hands and their feet. Before you be so quick to say, before you be so quick to speak, Remember that I'm still doing the work in you, and the work that I am doing in you is for those very ones that you're looking at, wondering why they still stuck. So I just want to encourage you this morning. Are you blocking the door to your blessing? Are you your Are you your hold up? Are you your own hindrance? What's God telling you? What is He telling you to do that you ain't doing? What direction has he told you to go in that you have not walked in yet? Have you surrendered? Have you truly given your whole self over to God? Or are we just saying it and not really doing it? Are we telling other people, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, and ain't really free? Oh, I'm sold out to God, I'm sold out to God, ain't all the way sold out. So there's still some areas and that's what God has to work. Yes. We have salvation, but God is recreating us every day. He said he was making us new creatures in Christ. He He cleaning us out every day. We have not arrived yet. But I encourage you to look at yourself in the mirror. 
What's that speck in your eye? What's that very thing that you asking God about, wondering why it's still in the mist? What's your hindrance? But I encourage you to be begin to do what thus says the Lord. Decree and declare into the atmosphere. Take your authority back. We are so much greater in the Lord than those who are in this world. We have so much more power than those who are in this world. We don't have to go through. We don't have to be stuck. Because in the word he says it, asking you will receive it. Seek and you will find it. The Lord ain't telling us no. He's just waiting on us to figure it out and get it together. Well, yeah, the path is narrow. But we've already found it. We've already found it in Jesus. It's up to us to stay the course. Yeah, we may get bumped off along the way. Yeah, we may find bumps in the road. Yeah, there may be some stumbling blocks, but stay the course. Stay the route. Keep going in the in the direction that God told you to. Don't let nothing distract you or keep you from going forth. Don't let the things that you see keep you from seeing what God is truly doing. Because, yes, it may look like mess, but God is moving in the midst of the mess. There's nothing too dirty for God. There's nothing too great for God that he can't work in. But we first got to give it to him. Take our hands off of it and truly give it to God. Not say, Lord, I'm giving you control, but still in the midst be trying to control things. Still trying to tell God our plans. Still trying to tell God our ideas. When he done already wrote the vision and made it plain, it's just for us to walk it out, to do what he's asked us to do. We are the remnant, but it's our faith that's going to keep us, our faith in God, our trust in God, that's going to keep us standing. We can't do it in our own strength. We can only do it in his strength and keep believing. It's our faith that's going to carry us over. Because when that mighty Russian wind comes through and the Lord starts to shift things and move things and things are getting blown away, we don't want to be in the chafe. We don't want to be in the leftover trash that was left on the ground that's getting blown away in the wind. We want to be those who are standing firmly planted in the Lord, those who are not wavering those that have faith enough to believe that even in the midst of these tests and trials, even when everybody else is falling off to the wayside, I'm still here because I have faith enough to believe that God will keep me. So I just want to encourage you with that. Stand on your most holy faith. Allow God to do the work in you so he can not only set you free, but set those who he has assigned to you free. Because sometimes their deliverance is dependent on us. Sometimes their salvation is dependent on us. You don't always have to say anything. Sometimes it's just in simply doing the work. We don't have to be in the midst of people for them to get free. If God is saying their freedom is attached to you, once you get free, chains going to start falling off of them anyway. They don't need, They may not even realize it or recognize it. They don't know what work is being done in the secret place. All they know is that something in them is working. Something in them is changing. They may not be able to pinpoint where it's coming from, but just know that your work is not in vain. 
what you are doing is not in vain. And I can testify to that. Well, I saw that the God, with the work that God in me wasn't doing much, but I've seen my sister get free. I'm seeing things awakening my mother. I'm seeing my sister getting an understanding because of what I'm allowing God to do in me. And that's all right with me. Yes, it may be hard at times. Yes, it may be heavy at times. I don't know whether I'm coming or going. But I find joy in knowing that this work is not in vain. These sacrifices are not in vain. And whatever sacrifices I have to make now will not be in vain. I want to just encourage you with that, and I pray that the Lord truly spoke to each and every person and that you were able to hear the heart of God this morning. Amen.